Hour number three. Here we go. Off and running. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby. It's the Plank Show. Uh, Chris Plank, by the way, is, uh, as he described, if you missed it last hour, he's out and about at Hall of Fame Stadium. It's, uh, well, it's media day, and he is conducting interviews with with everybody over there for, uh, well, Westwood One. So, uh, Plank, uh, maybe, maybe he's back before the show is over, but he, he technically has uh, some other responsibilities that he's, he's knocking out as well. So, would love for Plank to be back at some point this hour to share a little bit of what grabbed him and what caught his uh, ears and eyes from the uh, Women's College World Series Media Day, some of the uh, interesting storylines, what, what people are talking about out there, Oklahoma-related, uh, you know, outside of Oklahoma, just what uh, everybody's, uh, you know, thinking, talking about. But if not, I'm sure he'll be back uh, in earnest to uh, get us up to speed later on, later on this week. So what uh, OU Architect was asking about, Connor, I'm looking at uh, Lauren Chamberlain Management Group, LC Management Group. For the third year in a row, we are hosting our fan zone at the Women's College World Series. Uh, This is a tweet I'm reading. It says, uh, swipe to see our headlining LC athletes. This uh, fan experience will include meet and greets with athletes, merchandise, memorabilia, parking, food vendors, and more. And uh, June 1st through June 3rd, the uh, fan zone includes Jin Schroeder, Lauren Chamberlain, Jocelyn Allo, uh, Mary Iacopo, uh, Nicole Mendez, and then current OU athletes, Kinsey Hansen, Alex Storacco, and Jada Coleman. So that that's what OU Architect okay. was asking about. I just can't imagine, and I feel like we've seen Sooners do this in the past. Yeah. I, I can't imagine they're going to be there altogether that long. And it's obviously not their number one focus. But frankly, frankly, it might be a nice little escape, too. I mean, if it's approached with the right mentality, Connor, and not, hey, uh, you know, here I am, this big star, and everything's about – if it's more like, hey, chance to catch my breath and and just for a brief moment escape some of the the game prep, it's probably – honestly, it's not even the worst thing. Yeah, they're just having fun. I mean, they're celebrities when we get to this time uh, in the Women's College World Series. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal or something to be really concerned about at all. And probably this is, I mean, I would I would imagine this is a name image likeness deal, right? In yeah, some you, yeah, you would think, yeah. In, uh, in some capacity. Big Rich in OKC via the text line to start off hour number three. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Almost totally forgot the text line number. That would have been panic <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, Big Rich says, some of the new recruits are like TRA and Jada. That's why, you know, Plank has this thing, and not, not to pick on Plank, he's right. He points out that when you jump into the, the SEC, for Oklahoma, it's roster construction the complexion of OU will look totally different, right? It will be a brand-new ball club that Patty Gasso, that 
conceivably, right, that Patty Gasso and Oklahoma would take into the SEC. But, Big Rich, you're right. This is what I always come back to is, okay, but we've – and I'm – you know, like I said, I don't want this to come across like I'm picking on Plank. It just uh, – he's right, and yet we've seen how you do this, right? Sidney Romero, Shay Knighton, it was that group, okay, well – uh, Fale of you, what, what's the future going to look like? For, yeah. And then, lo and behold, there is a T.R.A. Jennings. There is a Jada Coleman. And now, even though technically, Connor, nothing has changed in terms of the ability of players to relocate and enter the transfer portal and find potential greener pastures elsewhere or – kind of morph into a star at one place, maybe a smaller school, and all of a sudden now you got a chance at Oklahoma. It's more pronounced now than ever ever before just because of what's going on around softball and these other collegiate sports. So I feel like in some ways it's kind of the it thing to do, right, is, okay, find a different spot to go. And all of which is to, to say this, Oklahoma, who they are right now, Connor, we see it, with uh, and, and there were circumstances that coaching changes, different things. Not every single transfer portal decision for this OU team was, hey, I want to go join a national champion in Oklahoma. But that does factor in for OU to some degree. It has to, right? So all of which is to say, yeah, Oklahoma's going to go find new TRA Jennings. They're going to go find new stars like Jada Coleman and others. And, oh, by the way, they're going to do that in their signing classes, Connor, while all the while they've got this thing called the transfer portal where if I'm one of the best players in college softball, yeah, I want to come play you, in Norman. You want to go to OU and win a national championship. But before this season, that really wasn't the case for Oklahoma, getting big-time transfer portal additions. Most of the rosters were girls that really start off as a freshman just got better and better after every single year. I mean, at Oklahoma, you're going to continue to get some of the top prospects coming out of high school. And if you don't think recruiting is really good at OU right now for softball, once they get to the SEC, it's going to get even better. So they're they're going to find some more T.R.A. Jennings and Jada Coleman's for next upcoming years. Well, it's definitely not taking a step backwards with Love's Field and with the, uh, the SEC. Folks that... Uh, have their season tickets it's uh about to be amazing it's about to be amazing and there's been wow so many incredible memories at marita hines and it was as i said earlier this week connor it was the perfect most fitting conclusion at marita hines field for that game versus clemson to play out the way that it did it was the fitting bow tie send-off for Marita Heinz Field that here you have this game where, yeah, okay, you can tell me there was no doubt that crept in. Ah, never a doubt for Oklahoma. It was the tailor-made, oh, man, uh, win streak maybe going to come to a close here, and yet this program that finds a way to conjure up Sooner Magic at the most – necessary times one final time conjured up that Sooner Magic with an incredible incredible moment on an 0-2 count with Kinsey Hanson and then oh by the way you still you know look it's it's lost in translation now 
But T.R.A. Jennings still has to deliver. Jordy Ball still has to deliver. Even after that, they both do. And so, okay, you get this incredible moment at Marita Heinz Field. It's been a great home. It was the perfect, most fitting send-off. And yet, okay, here comes Oklahoma once this year is over. And when we talk, there's going to be new T.R.A.s. There's going to be new Jadas. There's going to be transfer portal additions that want to come be a part of this. Oh, my God goodness now they've got this new palace that is going to be grander it's going to be bright and shiny everything that you could possibly want to have from competitive recruiting standpoint connor OU's going to have it's amazing yeah it's the best when you have those younger players at oklahoma and their ceilings are just so high and they turn out to be a superstar, which we've had several in the past for Oklahoma. And going back to the Marina Hines uh, final game, I mean, for Marina Hines to be there too, to see that, Kenzie Hansen, oh, do count, down to your final strike, trailing three, and she hits a three-run homer. I mean, you just feel that they were going to win that game once they took it two extra innings. It was just, it was just an awesome day for uh, Sooner Nation. So Brad in Bartlesville asks, what OU players on the roster have never played – at the stadium in OKC, and I'm assuming you're asking this question as in haven't played in the Women's College World Series because technically OU throughout the course of this year has played, played <laughs> has, has played at Hall of Fame Stadium. So the answer would be, the, the literal answer would be everybody has played at Hall of Fame Stadium, but in terms of the, uh, the Women's College World Series, Michigan, they didn't make a, no. an appearance recently, right? So Starocco, Neither with A&M. A and M did not, so Haley Lee would fit uh, would fit that that category. So uh, maybe I mean, a few more, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, I Torres. Yeah, I yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, some of these freshmen. Freshmen. Now, that's that's probably about it. You got a few transfer portal additions and freshmen. Obviously, they haven't played. But a, in a woman's college world series. But then you've got a bunch. <laughs> you got a bunch of returnees that, uh, y- yeah, they're familiar with this stage in in OKC. This, and this is their second home. The championship mindset, Brad. Championship mindset has uh, probably everybody for Oklahoma feeling like they are built for this moment. And though they haven't played in a women's college world series in Oklahoma City, they're probably feeling pretty prepared to play in a Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City, I would imagine. I'm ready to go, though, man. We're almost there. Tomorrow is when and when it all happens. A, a new season for everybody in the Women's College World Series. And once again, oh, he's got a chance to make a deep run in this thing and to win another national championship. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we haven't really sort of deep dove into uh, Oklahoma baseball. The There's some football news, too. It's It's – Got a couple of texts coming in on this. I guess let's let's share the football note right here before we take uh, an opening TO of hour number three, just because a couple of folks are are texting and talking about it, and we haven't mentioned it on the uh, the program yet this morning. If you missed it, the the date is set. the The visit date is set for one Williams Winery, uh, massive. Massive five-star defensive line target. This, uh, and and I'm sorry, Parker, if you reported this first, you probably did. But uh, Hayes Foss, and I'm looking at his tweet, and it's the official visits list. 
It's been announced. We know that not this weekend, but next. Williams Winery will be in Norman, Oklahoma for his visit. Massive five-star defensive line recruit. It's a big time. Uh, the Champion Barbecue, is that that next weekend after Winery's visit? I'd have to check. I Yeah, I forgot the date. Champion Barbecue. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're gonna get we're gonna get to the bottom of this uh, before before we uh, call it quits here today. But either either way, the schedule for one area ahead it'll be Georgia this weekend, Oklahoma June 9th through the 11th. Following weekend, it's Tennessee, and then uh, the Lee Summit product uh, product visits Missouri to close out June and. An official visit for Oregon, and I'm sad to report here, Connor, that uh, I do not believe Oregon will be losing that weekend when williams Winery is scheduled to visit Oregon because Oregon plays the Colorado Buffaloes and uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I don't, and I, I think Colorado's going to stay. Yeah, I don't think that's – Colorado's going to be – we'll see, I mean, early on in the season for Deion. Hey, Deion, if there's one game you guys can – Mess around and win this next season. Can you try and win that weekend when Williams win Aries? Do it for Oregon? OU. Do it for OU, please. We're we're over here begging for a five star defensive lineman that's been on. We have we've had so many guys that have been on OU's list, like up top five. Now here's another one, uh, Nuaneri. I know that we're leaving the Big Twelve and, and you're trying to get back in, but do it do it for your old friends down here in the uh the Sooner State, okay? Head on up to Oregon and take care of business that weekend, September twenty third. So that's the that's the schedule for Williams Winery. And a, a couple of people a couple of people have chimed in uh, about this recruitment. Oklahoma Jones texted us, what are you guys hearing about a lot of the uh about out of state Five-star defensive linemen uh, moving to the 918. Out-of-state D linemen? I mean, I, I would imagine, I mean, David Stone, is that is that the buzz that he's going to wind up in Tulsa? There's been a little, yeah, there's been a little talk about that. Well, and what? The thought was maybe he's going to come back to Dell City. I, I, am I missing something out there? Somebody coming back to 918? I mean, obviously, uh, Aries not doing that. Uh, let's see here. But we've had a bunch of or several defensive linemen, big-time recruits that have been in the state of Oklahoma. If Winery's not going to the – this is from the 316, Wichita, what's up? Uh, if Winery is not going to the Champ U uh, Barbecue, he will sign with Tennessee. Another five-star gives OU the finger. <laughs> let's hope that does not happen. A little bit of a buzzkill there. Yeah. A little well, bit of a buzz. Yeah, so, there this someone morning. says, I don't see Nuaneri being a, as crucial for OU as a DT uh, defensive tackle targets because he is a defensive end. What, what do you think about that? I think he's got enough, think enough he's... size to be a defensive tackle. Well, I think he's a, a massive, massive target for Oklahoma. If, uh, if you land Stone, you're feeling great. But if you land both Stone and Winery, and all of a sudden you're talking about you pair those two signees with Adabare before and with LeBlanc in the class before, and who knows, uh, Nigel Smith or others in this class for Oklahoma. Now you're what, – what is the phrasing, Connor? Now you're cooking with gas? You said, yeah. Yeah. 
cooking with gas. Where did that phrasing come from? Is that just like it's it's easy now? You're cooking with gas. Yeah, you're asking you're asking the wrong guy where that came who, from. Who came up with think. that? I don't know. How does a saying become a saying? One guy says it, and then you know a bunch then, of other people. Yeah, then it just goes. It just goes on from there. It just every it just everyone takes everyone takes the saying. Well, at any rate, I hear what you're saying. OU needs defensive tackle help the most. If you could have a five star defensive, cooking with grease. Grease. Sooner Gundy said. Thank you. Cooking with grease. <laughs> Not cooking with gas. Uh, but I don't. I don't really care if Nwaneri turns out to be a defensive end. I mean, six five, two fifty. He's still taking a five star kid. Thank you for being kind. I'm. I'm sure sooner. Uh, <laughs> Peanut oil. <laughs> sooner Gundy's like, I'm about to drive off the road <laughs> listening to this. Someone said you're cooking with peanut oil. I understand the premise, though. Defensive tackle, if you could get a five-star in any one position for Oklahoma, that, that's that's probably the number one number one get, right? Yeah. But, man, I don't know. It's Just get both. Just get both. You need multiple five-stars up front. Yeah, someone says we can always get defensive end, but defensive tackle is where we have so much trouble. Nuneri is strictly a D end. <laughs> this is uh, this is a whole thing. Diesel from Walters. I've always heard the phrase. Now we're cooking with Crisco. <laughs> now we're just making it up. Now Julio says cooking with hot grease. The two four zero says now you're cooking with Crisco. Crisco. So yeah, I, is, I guess multiple phrases out there. You just put your own word in it. And I, I was reading a story just the other day that literally typed out cooking with gas. And who knows? Maybe they're dead wrong, too. <laughs> maybe they are dead wrong, too. Johnny from Yukon, Williams Winery isn't coming to the barbecue because he wants more FaceTime, more alone time with the coaches and not having to go between the other kids. And he will be a defensive end. So, hey, the – Wow factor of the champion barbecue is it's a real thing, right? To me, that could be there there could be some serious gravitational pull for recruits that come in and they're a part of the the champion barbecue. And oh my goodness, look at all these great four, five star players and beyond and the coaching staff, and it's a big event. And yet I can understand, I mean, it depends on the recruit. I can understand where a recruit also would want to come in and have a little bit more face time with the coaches. Neither is necessarily better or worse depending on the recruit, right? I mean, it just kind of depends on who you're talking about. But you you want to be there, though. I mean, it's such a huge event for OU. And in the past, they've had some guys, big-time recruits. That's what sets their decision right there is when they come to the champion barbecue. I think if you – I think if you asked me, would you rather Winery be here, not knowing his personality whatsoever, but just generally talking in general terms here, would you rather Winery be here for the the barbecue where it's, again, this gravitational pull and all these other recruits are there, and now you've sort of got some peer recruiting taking place? Yes, probably I would rather that with uh, Winery. But again, don't know him personally, and maybe this is – going to put Oklahoma in a better spot. Well, as a fan, you don't want to sit and wait for so long for a commit. You'd rather see it very early on 
and around the same time as the Champion Barbecue. <laughs> Who knew cooking with gas was going to heat up the text line? But here well, we did. are. Here we are at hour number three. Uh, some uh, some more text messages out there that are pretty good. Questions about the. Uh, softball team as we get set the women's college world series tomorrow so all of that and then some right here <laughs> it's you guys are cracking me up man on the text line i'm gonna have to look away here during the commercial break but taking a time out it's hour number three right here it's the plague show on the ref final hour of the plague show we roll along here happy women's college world series eve to everybody it's here. We made it, baby. A tradition unlike any other. Oklahoma set to go smack around the competition once more in the uh, Women's College World Series from right here uh, at this uh, massive home field advantage. They couldn't win it anywhere else, right? But uh, they are back in Oklahoma City where they will, uh, I would imagine, lay to waste the uh, rest of the competition. But you got to go take care of business, Connor. They don't just hand you the trophy. And uh, it will begin tomorrow at 1.30 for Oklahoma softball. This, the third hour of the Plank Show, by the way, it's presented by Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years. 405 703 38 43 is the number to call for mop and roofing. And I should probably tell you as well, all of our Oklahoma softball, Women's College World Series, the NCAA tournament to date updates, they are all presented by Orthostat. Orthostat in Norman. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Same day orthopedic care, no appointment needed. Call Orthostat at 405-515-5575 or visit ouchorthostat.com to learn more. So Plank is on his way back up, and uh, he will rejoin us for the, uh, the, the final half of this hour, final hour of the show. So let's just play cleanup if we can because I know, I, I imagine, I assume – Plank will want to talk a little bit about what's been going on down in Destin with the SEC, uh, not media days, but uh, what, you know, end of spring meetings that are taking place. We've heard from Sankey, the commish. We've heard from Nick Saban, a a bunch of folks down there about uh, what's going on with the league. And schedule, schedule, schedule is the conversation, eight or nine with the SEC. So we'll get Plank's thoughts on that. I've got some thoughts as well on uh, what's going on down there and what may ultimately happen. But we'll do that next, right after uh, we we talk with all of you. This, uh, from the 918, this softball team is cooking with gasso. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> cooking with gasso, that's pretty good. And then just like a, uh, what does the Crisco logo look like? They pull that up. Just kind of like a, a, a mock Crisco logo, just to avoid any copyright issues. Cooking with gas, so there you go. Somebody somebody else said, uh, Big Sky Suter said, now you're cooking with Martha Stewart. There you go. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, 405, cooking with gas versus cooking on a wood stove. Haven't heard that one, cooking on a wood stove. So we have we have derailed a little bit. Yeah, we've got a bunch of sayings. <laughs> 580, Nate, uh, any truth to the rumors that Mule Shoe is catering the Champion Barbecue? Haven't heard anything yet. Uh, fortunately, the answer to that is no. There will be uh, no dry brisket. 
this year at the Champion Barbecue. Yeah, I don't want to eat that. No thanks. Fortunately, everybody will be able to enjoy the barbecue this year. So uh, Lincoln Riley won't be around to uh, <laughs> sooner, Gundy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lincoln Riley won't be around to screw it up for uh, anybody else. Oklahoma Jones. Just to clarify, there's a big rumor going around that an out-of-state five-star defensive lineman's moving to the 918 being passed around by players. Can, can you just can you just tell me which name can it is? We, I don't know. I don't know the name. Yeah, can we get a name here, Oklahoma Jones? I mean, obviously, maybe I've seen some stuff about. It, I just forgot the name. Obviously, the. I mean, look, if that's going to happen, yes, massive news. Anytime somebody moves back, moves to the state or moves back into the state, it's obviously good news from a recruiting front. It's not a guarantee, not a guarantee, but uh, that would be, I think it's safe to say, a positive sign. What did Chuck say right there? Chuck says, Parker said the coaches asked him to come the week before the barbecue. Talking so about they, Williams winning. Yeah, so they can give him more one-on-one attention. So the reason that one – Area is not going to the barbecue is because of the OU's coaches asking not to. Okay, and maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But uh, at any rate, again, don't know williams Winery, and for williams Winery, it it might be perfect. Might be perfect coming, uh, you know, before the barbecue where, yes, you do get a little more face-to-face time. And, and if that's important to him, then so be it. That could be advantageous for Oklahoma. So, all of which is to say, again, if you you ask me which is preferable for most recruits, probably it's to have them there for the big event where you can get maybe a little bit more peer-to-peer recruitment happening. But I don't think it's any reason to totally panic, right? I mean, is that kind of a fair takeaway? Yeah, I mean, that's what you want, those kids going on the Champion Barbecue weekend. But if it happens to, you know, happen before that or a little bit after, really – no big deal. I mean, if they got other things going on. I know it's such a big event for Oklahoma, though. Okay, so Plank is back. He's hooked uh, hooked back in with us. Let's just go ahead. Let's take a break. I know we, we got so much on the text line we could hit, but we want to talk about uh, what's going on with the, the SEC news as well because, I mean, it's the future for Oklahoma, and uh, I do think there's a little bit of public posturing, perhaps, or at least I'm hopeful that's the case happening. Plank rejoins us next in this final hour that bears the man's name. It's the Plank Show. We'll close up shop with a couple more segments next. Right here, it's the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you after this. Could you imagine if someone just now tuned in, Josh? They have no idea how lazy I've been on this show today. Like, if you literally just tuned in, it's like, oh, all right. There's Plank and Josh hanging out. Connor's in today. That's unique. It'd be no, no nothing along along the lines of, man, Plank just took like three segments off the show. What's going on there? I guess it was more than that, right? Thirty about an hour. Yeah, hour no, hour and a half. No big deal. We're we're used to uh, we're used to doing these kinds of things. Yeah, this has to happen. This has to happen every now and then. So um, I, I do want to get to, I, I do want to get to what's going on out of. Destin, and uh, on tomorrow's show, I, I heard Andy Staples yesterday, and I don't think we're going to have time to find it here, but he had some incredible perspective on the decision between eight and nine conference games. But, I mean, I why, why is here's my question, Josh. 
Why does there seem to be so much posturing going on with this? Why is there a why is there so much Oh well, I hear Nick Saban is changing his mind and it might be down to 8 and then all of a sudden it's like, well, actually Nick Saban apparently is really happy if it stays at 9. Is there just people that are jumping the gun with maybe some less than stellar reporting or is it truly this back and forth right now about what's going to happen? I think that Sankey and the powers that be in the SEC understand this simple fact. It's a two-horse race now between the Big Ten and the SEC. Mm-hmm. And I think the powers that be in this, – this is just my tag. I think the powers that be in the SEC, if they're going to play nine, would like their TV deal to be more competitive to what is perceived to be the Big Ten's deal. Though, apparently that deal's not done. Right, So we don't even really know what that deal is going to wind up being. But I think there's some of that going on to where, yes, they want more money. And, uh, you know, frankly, probably they should want more money. If they're giving you more inventory, you should get paid more. And I would say this to an ESPN exec. If for some reason right now somebody's listening that's affiliated with ESPN, what do we know about contracts, Plank? Well, we've seen it with Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. We've seen it with, uh, well, we've seen it with ESPN's deal with the ACC they wind up being bargains a lot of times the further you get down the road. So if the hang-up here, if there is posturing because of financial stakes at play, I would suggest to ESPN, don't make the mistake of waiting. Get the nine-game deal done now, right? and you'll look smart and actually save money in the long run. And let's remember, the SEC – held its grudge against CBS for years, and that's why they're no longer there. CBS didn't choose to go after the Big Ten, right? Uh, And I think they're happy with their deal, and I'm sure it's going to work out well. But they're not the major player in the SEC or in the uh, TV contract for the Big Ten. They're very much a secondary slash maybe even third tier behind CBS – or, or pardon me, NBC and obviously Fox, who is a partner with them. They were the big dog with the SEC. They had the biggest game, and the SEC went to them and said, we are we're, we're bringing you some incredible numbers, and we feel like we need to rework our contract. And what did CBS say? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Deal's a deal, which is – Fine, you can do that if you want. And the SEC never is like, okay, you're not going to renegotiate this. Well, we're getting out of this contract, and we're going to ESPN. And that's exactly what happened. Now, I think what this is the last year of the CBS deal, so it's not like I think they got out of it early. But they weren't even in the conversation. But, yeah. Yeah. What what do you make of it? Do you have any – and I'll say this. As a college football fan, I think it's going to be – and I've said it before, but I'll say it again since we're talking about it. I think it's going to be highly disappointing if it's eight in instead of nine. Just as a fan, I think you lose, I lose, we collectively lose under that scenario. I think fan bases of the SEC, not necessarily Oklahoma because you'll get – under the model they're proposing, Plank, you still technically would see everyone every 
every other season because it would be a 1-7 model right. where, where you'd play one permanent opponent and then you'd rotate the other seven. So that part of it, I think the SEC and Sankey and everyone, I think they'd still get that right. But if you're Alabama or you're Tennessee or you're Florida, you've got these three or four opponents historically that you like to play every season. Right. Okay, well, now you're not going to get to do that. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I just I, – I felt – and like I've said, like we've said, Josh, there is so much that we thought we had figured out whenever it's like, it's a 12-team playoff. We thought, oh, my gosh, think about – Coaches aren't going to worry about scheduling losses because playing these more high-profile games will, will matter more. And maybe come to find out that's not necessarily the case, right? And that's one of the things in these SEC meetings that's going on right now that fascinates me, Josh, is that there there's a lot of discussion and a lot of conversations about, okay, what what are we looking at? as our future when it pertains to what matters and will it change what matters in the selection committee's mindset, idea, expectations, getting at large bids as opposed to like the automatic bid. Everyone knows automatic bid win your conference, but maybe as this process is played out, the Big Ten realizes it, so they're not going to kill themselves in scheduling in the non-conference. The SEC has realized the feedback they're getting, Josh, is you don't have to play more games against Power 5 teams or you don't have to have a banger of a schedule. And kind of feel like that's where we're stuck right now. So I just felt like nine seemed too easy. <laughs> it's like, that's too perfect. It's too perfect. Lock in three opponents. If you believe in the tiered system, that's fine. If you believe in the geographical system for those three, that's fine. If you believe in the the rivals, that's fine. But you would see more teams more often. So I'm if I tell you that I'm completely confused by how we ended up even talking about eight being still a thing, I I I don't know of any other way to put it. It just seemed like it was so natural to nine, and then all of a sudden they grabbed that number two pencil and said, ah, not so fast. So. I'm confused by it all. No lie. I think one cool thing that could happen that probably won't, but I'd love to see happen is basically the Big Ten and SEC work it out to where, you know, these TV networks that be. Because the Big Ten, what did they do? They uh, they backtracked on the whole you have to play one Power 5 non-conference game, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. So everything across the board is going the opposite direction from where we thought maybe it would. Exactly. With college Preach. football, you know, the, the college football playoff expanding and on and on and on. I would love to see more money. And I, I know TV networks aren't in the business of just giving more money away. But technically, again, in the – in the realm of if you pay more now, you'll act, you'll actually wind up getting it as kind of a bargain buy later. I would love to see the Big Ten and SEC work it out with their TV partners where they say, you're going to play one non-conference game against a Big Ten or an SEC team every single season. Take the schedules to that point because that's what fans want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're, we're kind of waiting some news. There hasn't really been too much um, – you know, I, I was thinking yesterday about the, the text. It's like, is anyone going to be out there covering it? I don't – there's no press conferences at events like this, right? And and really, you know, maybe I can get a Nicole Arbach to come on with us. There is not 
like any true real set conversations either. I mean, it's mostly off the record stuff. So this isn't like a media day. Uh, this isn't like a media event. It's become one because we have nonstop 24 seven coverage. And this is a major deal for the future of this league. But as far as probably getting a lot of solid information out of this, I don't, I don't know if we truly will, Josh. I don't know if we truly will. All right, uh, quick break. When we come back, I learned something. I sat down with – I timed this right. You know, I'm, I'm doing Westwood 1, so I'm calling the OSU-Florida State game and the Utah-Washington game tomorrow night. Um, but with our little media get-togethers, Josh, I just happened to back end uh, talking with the University of Oklahoma. I'll tell you what we heard from Patty Gasso next right here on The Ref. So – I want to stand corrected on one. I guess they are doing press conferences. I had no idea. But I do want to address this real quick from the 918. Um, and I, they, this guy's asked this question, or gal, in some way, shape, or form, 86 times. Texas media is attending the SEC spring meetings, just like they did SEC media days last year. Any idea why no Oklahoma media have attended either? Anyone know if any Oklahoma media is attending SEC media days this year? Seems like Oklahoma media is behind in covering the SEC. Why in the hell would Texas go cover the SEC media days when Texas isn't even there? That's dumb. I'm, uh, we will not be going to the SEC media days when Oklahoma isn't there. That's dumb. That doesn't mean they're ahead. This in Destin, got to be honest with you, didn't know they did pressers. That's awesome. But we're in the middle of covering Oklahoma's attempt to win a national championship in softball, and we got a baseball team that's still alive. So at least I'm for me personally, bro, you keep asking on this show, um, I'm, I'm here covering the World Series. Now, in the future, when Oklahoma is there, we'll go to Mobile for the SEC media days or Hoover, wherever the hell they hold it. We'll be there. But for now – I, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever in the world that Texas media members would have gone to SEC media days when Texas wasn't involved. OU and Texas don't get a vote on any of the, the scheduling stuff either. Yeah, so I mean, if you want to go and try to ingratiate yourself to the Nick Sabans and them of the world and ask them dumb questions they don't want to get asked, sure, go ahead. Well, and I think you said it perfectly right there. I mean, the, the answer to the question is, because of Oklahoma softball. The, the demand is yeah. greater for Oklahoma softball than it is for folks to be down there covering that. That's Man, the reality of it. Listen, People care about what's going on here. I, I'd be curious to know what Texas outlets are because, you know, is is the University of Texas there covering it? Is, you know, the horn their radio station? Or is it a station that also covers Texas A&M and is there already? And, yes, I'm aware Oklahoma, Texas are at the SEC meetings, but they sure as hell weren't at SEC media days last year, and they're not going to be at SEC media days next year. So make it make it make sense, bro, what you're mad about. Because if you want to say people should be in Destin covering this, you're probably right. But we're also covering a Women's College World Series right now and a baseball team. Um, if you want to complain that we didn't go to SEC media days last year or we're not going this year, that's dumb. 
because there's no Oklahoma involved in it. Plus, I think everybody, pretty loud consensus that real media members operate remotely. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be remote if you want to be there. Um, Nate, 580 Nate writes, I played golf yesterday. Why wasn't the OU press there? Big Rich in OKC writes, Texas has nothing better to do. Probably true. All right. um, There's a theme for this team, Josh, in 2020. If it's okay if I move on from mentioning that we're not in Destin right now, but uh, we're here to cover national championship. And the theme is it's hunting season. It's hunting season. Jada Coleman dropped that on us. It's hunting season. I like it. Eyes up, hunting season. That's Jada pulling out the bow and arrow and saying, let's go. That's awesome. All right, I'm going to go fight with this guy on the text line. You all have a great rest of your day. Um, We'll be back live right here tomorrow on the home of Sooner fans. Steelman and Thune at noon or next.